0: And you know you're current when it comes to new technology, industry news, technical papers, technical videos, all of that and more. We're not looking for a million hits per day. All we want is people who are really the volume buyers of racing products in the racing industry to be part of the little world of e trade. We have racing businesses participating from around the world. So you get suppliers from around the world, you get buyers from around the world. Epartrade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology.
1: Good morning from California. I am Francisca Savigna, the founder and CEO of Epartrade. Welcome to Race Industry Now, the technical and business webinar series from Epartrade, presented by ARP. With me this morning is Judy Kin, the co-founder of ePAR Trade and the one and only Jeff Hammond. How are you guys doing today?
2: Good. Ladies first.
1: Oh, thank you, Jeff. I'm <laughs>
2: wonderful
3: today. Thanks. Great. No, I'm great. doing
2: wonderful too. Just got back from Andy Francis and uh, had a uh, very unique weekend to say the least with all the ups and downs and ins and outs. But as you folks could appreciate, it's still indie. And when you're at the racetrack, it, it's hard not to feel like you're in awe of yeah. all the history that's ever been made there.
1: It's definitely a place. So yeah, I saw that you were there. So excellent. And uh, well, welcome back. Uh, we missed you last week. So we had Brad Gilly, and, uh, and so today we are going to bring on our good friend, uh, Chris Thompson uh, from Dragon uh, uh, Fire Performance. We have a long story with Chris. And then Julie, we got some good news this week too, right? Yes, yeah, since we have announced our second annual race industry week, I have been contacted by many suppliers i'm um, holding
2: space during that week so it's exciting to hear the suppliers excited about it but at the same time we have a lot of attendees registering every single day
1: so yeah There's, jeff this is going to be the uh, season finale of uh, race industry now that's the new thing this year <laughs> so the full week. all right excellent so uh, i'm getting a signal from our producer rick kineski we're going to bring our panelists on So I think we are going to uh, see them coming up uh, quickly. So I see Andy coming up. I see Chris Thompson and uh, Nick is there as well. So good morning, guys. Mr. Thompson. Chris, you're on mute. There we are. So uh,
4: there we are. How are you guys? Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see all of you virtually. Jeff, good yeah. to, see nice to see you.
1: I think we got Nick, and we are missing Andy, and we'll wait for Andy. And when we are good to go, we'll uh, let you take over, Mr. Hammond.
2: So, sounds like is... a good idea.
1: Excellent. Okay. Well, I think Andy is coming on. So, Jeff, you'll take over, and we'll see you guys in uh, in about uh, fifty five minutes. Mm.
2: Appreciate it. We'll see you folks a little bit later and uh, y'all enjoy your, uh, morning coffee and, and donuts and everything. But, uh, good morning, Mr. Thompson. How are you?
4: Yeah, Jeff, I'm doing good. Thank you very much. It's great to be here with you guys this morning. I'm glad to have my friends Andy and Nick with me as, uh, as well to help out.
2: Well, good morning, Andy. And uh, I haven't seen Nick yet, but, uh, at the same time, uh, looking forward to speaking with both of you gentlemen. So, uh, Guys, as you know, we're here to talk yeah. about your product, your company, and your experiences when it comes to uh, Dragonfire and the, the things that you do best, especially for the uh, racing and competitive side of, well, I probably shouldn't say that, any kind of a high performance type of, of race of a wire, I should say, uh, spark plug wire. And again, what you've been able to do for it. So uh, who wants to lead out here this morning and kind of start guiding this thing or have an opening statement otherwise i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you with a question right on the get-go
4: now that's great i'll start jeff and thank you very much uh, i am the business development consultant for dragonfire performance dragonfire we launched that about three years ago in 2018 with the need to f- fill the niche of uh, the performance side aspect of the industry whereas the ignition side is not sexy As we all know, ignition is just a part of the engine. that just needs to have something done. It just delivers that spark energy. It just needs to do it efficiently. Now, we saw that as a uh, resurgence that come around where some limelight be put back on the ignition systems themselves because we feel that that has been really kind of neglected over the years. The larger companies that were years ago, decades ago, they've built themselves up have really kind of set themselves on cruise control for what we felt. And I think that there's been an advancement both in the technology that can be used in the products themselves, but also in the business aspect and how we go to business to help our builders and our suppliers. So with eParTrade, we really felt that this was a unique opportunity to use this new platform since it is business to business. Not only can we speak about what we've done to change our products, to make them more reliable, more durable and to perform a little bit better, but also what we're doing uh, parallel to that And delivering a well-rounded business model that serves the builders wds and shops alike very well as much better than what they've come to expect in the most recent years so it's a you'll see as we go through this not only will i nick and andy speak about some of our own anecdotal experiences but we'll also start or i will talk a little bit about how we've designed the business with that same concept and that same mindset that we use both in our product development and put that into our business development too. So it's really what has driven Dragonfire Performance to become a reputable name in the industry in a very short amount of time.
2: Well, Andy, from the competitor side of it, uh, what do you, why don't you give us your opening comments so we can, uh, kind of get geared up here for the rest of the, uh, of the hour.
3: Um, well, basically, uh, my experience is trackside experience. I don't um, do a lot of research per se on ignition technology and advancements and stuff like that. I just like spark wires that, that, that don't burn up on the track. Um, and that's been sort of a uh, uh, trial and tribulation type situation. We started out with rubber uh, uh, boot ends and heat sleeve on there. And even with the heat sleeve, it would still burn up the rubber boot ends. Eventually, they came out with the ceramic ends on the market, like you see from Dragonfire. Um, and I'd like to reiterate kind of what Chris said about kind of everybody being on cruise control since I want to say about 2015, 2016. There really hasn't been any innovations in the market as far as a ceramic plug in. Everybody seems to offer the same thing, which is a ceramic plug in with an 8.5 millimeter wire. And um, Dragonfire is the first one to offer it with a 10 millimeter wire. And they also offer it with heat sleeving added to the wire. So that saves us time on the track. That saves us time in the shop, which is just crucial. That can be the difference between winning a race or losing a race. And um, I'm just really thankful I don't have to burn my forearms so much changing plug wires now that, now that I have this setup. And uh, I don't have to sit there and make the plug wire itself. I don't have to cut it down. I don't have to add my own heat sleeve, my own heat shrink, all that stuff that all takes a lot of time. And um, in drifting, we are only allowed five minutes to fix our car if we get into an accident in between battles. So um, I cannot change a spark plug wire at the moment um, with the old style wires in under five minutes. And with this, I can just plug and play. So it's just that much easier for me to do my job, essentially.
2: And good morning, Nick. Uh, What have you got that you can share with us right here? (coughs)
4: Looks like you're on mute there, Nick.
3: Might be an issue with the headset. those headsets can be funny. No, still nothing.
1: Uh, Nick,
2: we'll, we'll take the pressure off of him, and uh, we'll get back with him <laughs> in just a second, guys. But um Chris going, going back to what Andy was saying, what is what's the biggest struggle for engine builders when it comes to you know to plug wires? I mean, I'm gonna get into the to the other basic type of stuff, but I'm gonna hit you with that question, which is a best basically that 101 question. What's the difference and what makes your product you know better than anybody else's?
4: So with the new technologies that are coming out, the 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 builders depending on what type of packages that they're building this gets from mild to wild so if you're a street tuner you may not have all the intricacies like what nick is trying to build or what andy's trying to achieve so the builder has a unique set of ranges that they're trying to achieve or uh, a build if you will so with the advent of all the new electronics that are on the vehicles today it's something we have to keep in mind that you know EMI and RFI still plays a big part no longer does it just interfere with our AM radios and that's a funny static thing to laugh about now it's very serious consequences that could be had with ABS systems airbag systems so on the mild side of things if you're trying to tune those vehicles you still have to keep that in in mind so we've incorporated special windings and uh, special alloys that we're using within our wires and i'll touch on that momentarily but moreover to kind of answer this question uh in a bigger picture think about not only do we have the uh, complicated sensors that are now being implemented but also the extreme popularity of force induction both from the oem side and the aftermarket side so now we have new header setups being built in the aftermarket side now you're having to relocate coils having to reroute plug wires. So the biggest struggle there is trying to find something that's the right length, something that can fit nicely in this application without having to be a one-off build for you. So I think Dragonfire has really met that in the middle there and has been able to deliver both custom-made sets that are readily available on the shelf for these builders to be had. So if you do have to move those coils on say an LS, for example, you may use a, a taller valve cover just because of the rocker assemblies you're using. So the factory wire won't reach. It's already short to begin with, and it's already stressed. So we actually elongate the wire slightly, and we even make an even longer version of that. So you can still maintain those on the valve cover if you prefer, just have them up a little bit higher and be able to route the wires in a nicer manner to where you're not creating that stress, and also with heat buildup. So with forced induction comes heat. under the engine bay or under, under the hood, rather, there's a lot of insulation that is noise canceling insulation, but it's also a heat barrier. It's keeping heat in the car, in that engine bay, but also compounded by the forced induction. Turbos specifically create tremendous amounts of heat. If you're using heat blankets, that's fine, but it's still... Okay. You so got to
5: think... off now.
4: Oh, yeah, you're off, Nick. So uh, we'll come right back to you. But just to kind of finish that point, too, with the uh, product designs that we have, you know, not only can we use 100% silicone boots, which are gonna last a lot longer than the rubber, especially with these extreme heat cycles that these engines are experiencing, but if you get into a real high heat situation, and Andy's holding that up right now, one that has been burned, it. it looks like.
3: Yeah, it's having trouble focusing on it there.
4: Oh, My that's, hand no, there. that's the uh, silicone. There we you go. go. Yeah, and then now with ceramic boots in, multiple different styles, whether it be a 90, a 30, 135 uh, or a straight, you know, to fit multiple applications, but these will stand up to about 2000 degrees of heat. And you got to think this is the thing that's closest to your header. So that's going to be the first thing that deteriorates on you. So after so many heat cycles, the last thing you want to do, especially in Andy's case, when you only have about five minutes to get prepared and get on to your next round, if you reach in and grab a hold of one of these wires and it has already burned or deteriorated through through all these heat cycles, your race is over. And unfortunately, you're not racing at the same location every week. So now you have that travel, and so you've just lost that one race. Those uh, very vital points that you need for that as well. Uh, so that's what we aim to do with Dragon Fire: is not to set the world on fire. I, I'm not going to lie to anybody and say that we have the the uh, golden bullet. Or the silver bullet rather that's just going to compound your uh, horsepower gains but moreover what we focus on is durability and longevity in our products so that delivers not only to the consumer but also to our suppliers that we supply with our products so they know that they can stand behind our products and sell those confidently to their consumers and not have to worry about problems and ramifications later
2: All right, Nick, we've been waiting. You've been holding us in suspense. It's your turn. You have the floor.
5: Perfect. I have to follow that.
2: Um, (laughs) So yeah, I work
5: here at Brian Thule Racing. Um, I work in product development. I also work along with our sales staff. Um, Here, we obviously, we do a lot of R&D here. Um, We're trying to build the best late model LS performance parts in the industry. Uh, Because of that, we do extensive amount of dyno testing, Um, everything from. Gen 3, Gen 4 LS engines to LT direct injected engines. Um, I can say personally, um, I've probably made over a thousand pulls uh, using the same set of plug wires that we received as a sample early on from Chris. Um, we've had excellent luck with them. The durability is second to none. Um, I was telling him the other day, they, you know, when you put a wire on how it snaps onto the plug or attaches to the coil on a coil near plug system, yeah, They're just as tight now as they were the first time we put them on. Um, we've had some that have inadvertently touched the header tube and may have burnt the rubber boot a little bit, and we have no misfire issues. Um, they make comparable power to everything we've tested. Um, we've just had no issues with them. In fact, we feel so strongly about them that we actually went ahead and brought them on, and now we sell those wires through BTR, through Brian Tooley Racing. Um, it's a cost effective wire we feel like it gives a customer a great value it's a great value for us um you know the like we were talking the other day you know ignition systems they're like he said there's no magic bullet to make a ton more power with one set of wires or one coil or one box to another but a bad ignition system can definitely cost you horsepower cost you the race uh, in our in our case cost us you know we spend thousands of dollars doing R and D and it's all about time and it's all about repeatability and fact, you know, actual, uh, data that's factual. Um, no, we don't want any outliers. We don't want any, um, you know, anything that we do that we're going to turn around and supply to a customer. It has to be 100% accurate. And we can't afford to, to deliver, or to should I say, not deliver on that promise by, by having inconsistencies in our testing and, I mean, I could say these things are, they've been, honestly, they've they've worked better than anything we've had on there so far in terms of longevity and use. Um, Like I said, there's nothing we've tested so far that has not had a, that we haven't seen a negative impact on the the wire, the way it's produced or something due to heat, et cetera. Um, These are the only wires so far we've tried on the dyno that we've yet to have that issue with, so.
2: So Andy, I would say that you have a lot like what Brian's you know, saying here, um, you've experienced that because you were very quick to, and very uh, articulate about how you get burned when you have to go down there and change the plug wire and all the problems that go with it. I can attest to that my own self back in the day when we ran 180 degree headers at juniors and they were all pushed up around the block and we didn't have all the really better angles that they've got today as far as the plug location. So uh that that can be i mean it can be the kind of aggravation plus pain to go together if you're one of those drivers that not only drives it but Mm -hmm. works on it Mm -hmm. so this that's one of those things that it that robs time from from the track and Mm -hmm. that's another thing that you guys are all touching on is that the amount of quality practice time Mm -hmm. and a non-worrisome race of all of a sudden you get halfway, three quarters of the way through the race, or let's just say you get down to the final five or 10% of a race and all of a sudden you start noticing the engine have a little bit of a miss when you're going to the right mm-hmm. or back to the left. And it's all because it's burnt through that, that mm-hmm. plug wire, that protection is on there. And all of a sudden now somebody's getting away from you that you can run from early. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I kind of wanted to talk about what Chris was saying too about the plug wire end here. These ceramic plug ins they take a ton of heat. But right next to the plug-in, typically on the other sets of wires out there, there's no insulation. So you have this that can take thousands of degrees, and then you have a silicone wire that can only take about 600 that are right next to each other. They're attached to each other. So you have to add add insulation to the ceramic plug-in. If you're burning up plug-ins and you're switching your plug-ins to ceramic, because you're burning up plug-ins, you need to add insulation to the wire because the wire is right next to the plug-in. If you're getting that much heat here that you're burning the plug in, you're definitely going to get enough heat into the wire and damage or at least burn the wire. Um, so just that they offer this together is just so awesome that the, the fact that I can just put a, put a new plug wire on. And sometimes it's not even the plug wire that's failing. A lot of the other um, aftermarket companies that make the plug-ins, um, when the car gets really hot and you go to take a spark plug wire off, just say you're doing some sort of diagnosis, whatever, not had nothing to do with the ignition system. The, um, the terminal itself will pull out of the ceramic end and remain on the spark plug itself. So you'll have the terminal stuck on the, the end of the spark plug here and that thing will just slide right out. And then, then I have to replace a whole wire. So something that was you know maybe just a quick check that we could have just popped the hood and pulled the plug wire off and check something and put it back on turns into a 15 minute ordeal because now I have to pull out my band of plug wires. I have to cut one to length. I have to add a plug-end. I have to add the dielectric grease. I have to slide the, the, the rubber boot on there. I have to add the heat sleeve. I have to add the heat shrink to attach the heat sleeve to the end of the boot. Like it's it's a process, you know. Um, so the fact that they're gonna save me time on the track is is one of the biggest um uh things that that I like about dragon fire right now. Um that's just invaluable. I mean, like I said before. it can be the difference between winning and losing and um, when we drive 3,000 miles to get to a race and we're spending you know a lot of money to fly all our guys in and um and just pay for the race fees and pay for tires and fuel and all that stuff and then just to have a, a small failure that takes you out of the race like that is um it's tough and uh it takes a certain type of person to keep doing that over the years you know but um but uh yeah i'm just really happy dragonfires here making this this product that nobody's made before um and uh yeah there hasn't been a whole lot of changes over the years in the ceramic plug uh department and i'm really happy that they're making that change we're
2: getting some uh, <coughs> excuse me we're getting some uh questions from our attendees and rick torment he's got two questions right here on the get-go uh what are your electrodes made of and there are a few options in plug wire sizes in terms of diameter which was one of the questions we were going to get into later on but which size wire is best
4: you know that that's a great question that's something that has been around for eons really since the advent of aftermarket wires so whenever we're talking about something like eight and a half millimeter wires which seems to be kind of the industry standard uh or if you move up to something that's And 12 or even say 15 millimeters in diameter. The diameter of the actual wire itself is not conducive to the power that it's going to produce or that it can handle. It's really the conductor inside of that wire that's going to determine that. And with Dragonfire Performance, we've actually made it very simple. We try to adhere to that kiss theory to where the consumer and also the shop owners we understand that the shop owners have 100 different lines that they have to deal with so it needs to be something that's easily understandable and on the consumer side as well when they visit the dragon fire website or if they visit their local tuner builder or retailer that they can easily identify the products that are best for their particular situation because bigger is not always better in any instance Uh, whether that be plug bar diameter cylinder head size you name it tire size yeah it all boils down to, what is your application? What are your specific needs? So we've actually developed three different series, a street series wire that uses a nichrome interconductor that is better than the carbon core, like what you'll find in OE type wires. If you think about it, the OEM manufacturers are there as a business. They are providing us with a product, but they're not there to provide us with the absolute best product that there is hands down. And on on, on that same topic, we as aftermarket companies also cannot provide the absolute best product out there, hands down, you know, uh, silver bullet type of thing. It's got to be that happy balance because resources are scarce. The prices for these resources uh, could be very costly. So where do we find that balance? And whenever we're looking at OEM wires, carbon core wires are, uh, think about playing obsolescence, and it does the job for what the manufacturer wants it lasts for as long as that warranty is there for but after that it's a consumable item and it's already planned in and it's baked in to the oes plan it's just there for revenue generation so it's not there for absolute performance whereas we can flip the scales on that and we see that there's a lot left on the table so just by changing the inner core design to from carbon core to even just uh nichrome in our street series, we've increased uh, or re- reduced, excuse me, reduced the uh, resistance in the wire because uh, the biggest gauge is the ohms per foot is typically how you always hear wires discussed. And even on a, a 2018, or excuse me, the C8 Corvette, the new 2021 C8 Corvette, it does have spiral wound wires, and we can go into detail on that later, but. The actual ohm resistance on that is 2,200 per foot, whereas our street wires are one are 500 ohms per foot. You know, so the efficiency is much, much better there already. So on your street vehicles, uh, does that equate to horsepower? Not necessarily, but longevity again, where your ignition system isn't having to work so hard. And an item that we'll touch on later is how this all comes together as a package. And this is exactly why I brought nick on as well he could speak more to this but think about it like this so once we change the inner core from our street series to our sport series even that sport series now that ohm ratings dropped from 500 to 150 because we're now we're using a nickel um, nickel copper conductor on the inside and then once we move to our race series now we can drop down to match the competitors like msd Moroso and and the likes with 40 ohm resistance. So ultra low resistance. But is that necessary in a streetcar? Not likely. Typically, the 40 ohm resistance would be something you would need for boosted applications where you have high cylinder pressures, lots of fuel being added to it. So typically, uh, primarily race applications there. So to come right back around to the actual diameter of that wire, what you're looking at is the insulation that silicone rubber on the outside basically is the primary makeup of that and the perfect reason for that is in high heat instances but also let's come back to the application do you have the room for a larger diameter wire unfortunately some manufacturers have even gone to the point where they will increase the size of the connectors on the ends unfortunately there's no need for that if you use the proper materials like the silicone that we're using here, and you use the proper manufacturing techniques. In fact, our clamping devices are 300 tons for the silicone injection, which is about twice that of any manufacturer on what they're using. So not only is it a nicer product, but it's more durable. So you can actually have something that doesn't take up a lot of room, isn't going to interfere, especially with complex header designs. and It's going to give you the performance that you're looking for. So Sorry for a long story on that, but I hope that answered the question that we were after.
2: Well, I want to do a little follow up here. And again, everybody, this just kind of like one of them jump ball questions is that the spark plug wire is, in my opinion, the final part of the performance of the engine. You got to have good fire to get to the fuel source to make the spark, to make the horsepower. And that's what we're talking about. But what about the other extenuating parts of the harness you know the battery what you know everything is this providing the injury in, energy you know for the alternator how about the grounds i mean how my, how many grounds and what do you see as far as how it affects the engine engine performance you know in, in regards to your product because one of the things i was curious about i know back in the day you know we were big on plug checks and plug checks were doing two things checking to make sure we had good fire at that point and at the same time the fuel that was getting to the spark plug itself and we found a lot of times we could see we were having not you know I call it misfire almost at a higher higher that that uh, we had a bad plug wire. So how does that you know come into play today I mean I know we're a lot more modern and we got better energy than we've ever had but we've also still got the same common problem you got to get the fire you know, correct to mix with the fuel. So you make the maximum and you don't waste any fuel that's in the cylinder.
4: Right. And you bring up a good point there, Jeff, and I'll jump in. And Nick and Andy, if you guys also have some things to uh, chime in on, please do. But as far as answer to answer that question, I'm glad you brought it up because that that brings about the picture of the entire package. And that's what I really wanted to kind of direct the focus to as well is it's not just this wire doing all of that. You know, the coil has to do its job and also the spark plug has to do its job. So if you're if you're taking a wire like this and you're reducing the ohms which is making it more efficient for that energy to travel from the coil to the plug, now that coil has to work less hard if you will or not as hard. It makes it more efficient. It's not going to degrade the internals for that coil and break it down prematurely is what you'll also see on OEM type products. Well, again, coming back around to the OEM and their mindset, the OEM has built that coil to meet the specs that they built that motor for. They know that the motor has more potential to it, but that degrades its its longevity. So they're after the dollar as far as, can we provide this product to the consumer and will it last X amount of years? That's their stick. Now we get to take that and say, now we have this excellent platform. Let's Let's improve everywhere we can. So not only have we improved the wire efficiency, but with Dragonfire, uh, something I should kind of back up on is our parent company is AIP Electronics, which is actually an OEM supplier as well. So we do produce OEM replacement products. So we have a catalog of over 2000 products. We have a wealth of knowledge there from 2005 when we launched AIP. So we can harness that information and see what we can do to improve the coils, with better windings, increased windings to a certain point. There is a point uh, where they will degrade, however. uh, But if you change the windings, the bobbins, and just increase the performance efficiency of those, now it's delivering better power without having to work so hard, down through a line with least resistance. And then finally, as we get into the cylinder, we've just released a set of spark plugs as well that are iridium tips and copper core to deliver that power again more efficiently. So now this as a package works as a whole. So the point there, Jeff, is again, with the popularity of force induction, both from the OEM side and the aftermarket, those cylinder temperature pressures are much greater now. You're getting more air in. The engine is essentially just a large air pump, more air in, more air out, more power, but you still have to fire the fuel that's inside that cylinder. And that's the one thing that's not talked about a lot. So how do you fire that? And how do you get the optimum burn out of it? If you can widen the gap on your spark plug, you're going to get a more efficient burn and you are going to increase the power that that mule can now produce. And if you have a wire that is, think about off-roading, if you have all the obstacles that it has to go over and navigate to try to get to the end results, can be very slow and very inefficient. But like a drag strip where it's flat and straight, you have least resistance so now you can get from point A to point B much quicker and easier. Well, now that you can harness that increased voltage power that you're putting through the wire, now you can increase the plug gaps and therefore increase your power as well. But you're going to find that ceiling and kind of coming back to what you said, you get up into the higher revs, that's where you'll start to see the coils break down. Uh, they do fine in the street level. But if you're like Andy, if you're on the rev limiter all day through this course, and in other disciplines as well, that's where you're really going to see that coil degrade immediately and fall on its face and you're losing a lot of performance in that respect.
5: Well, and I just want to add to touch on what Chris said, you know, what we see is, you know, we always talk about, you know, horsepower versus cubic inch so cylinder density. So, you know, an engine that makes, you know, a 400 inch engine that makes 2000 horsepower has a lot more density and cylinder pressure than the street engine, like what you were talking about, that comes in a new CA Corvette. And, you know, to kind of reiterate how you talked about um, how both of you, you know, talked about the whole system and how Chris talked about, um, you know, like, let's say making gap, spark plug gap w- wider for more power, you know, on a, on a turbocharged application, for example, you know, you're never gonna make the gap up to a point wider because now you're trying to jump that gap you can't have enough you can't get enough energy to jump that gap and electricity always wants to follow the path of least resistance and i'm sure jeff you could attest to the olden days you'd pull spark plug wires out and it looked like somebody took a pencil and draw drew on the porcelain and you had carbon tracking and that was you know yeah. perfect example of people that maybe didn't do their due diligence and do tune-ups on time and the spark plug gap became too great now the ignition system is struggling to try and Put enough current to jump that gap. Well, electricity doesn't want to go that way. So it'll go back out the other way and go through a poorly constructed spark plug boot or a, a dirty, you know, if it's got dirt in it or it got wet or whatever. Um so, you know, and and then there's a lot of things, you know, there's, you know, the the dwell time in the coil, you know, how long it takes to saturate it. You know, at high RPM, that's something that may be different. Um voltage plays in it plays a, a big uh, you know, in, in regard to voltage, that plays a big role in that as well. You know, the dwell time at twelve volts and the dwell time at fourteen volts or sixteen volts isn't necessarily well, it's not necessarily it is not the same. So there's so many things that come into play. Um it's hard to it's hard to just say one system is right for everything. It's like anything else. You know, you you have to I tell everybody you have to know what it is you're trying to accomplish and figure out what it is you need to get to that goal. And that goal may look different than somebody else's and the path to that goal will be entirely different. Um, But yeah, you know, the, the, like I said, the OEM coils, you know, they, they don't run, you know, GM doesn't on a stock coil, like a stock, D D585 truck coil, the round truck coil with the heat sink, that all the LS guys are familiar with, you know, those coils are, you know, they're, they're not immune to auto firing. They'll get to a point where if you try and raise the, the dwell time up too high. They'll just auto fire and they'll cause misfires. So we don't always recommend those for high horsepower applications. But on a low horsepower application, it's probably the best coil out there. So again, it's just kind of it's a it's a lot about what you're trying to do. And then hopefully having the right people to either point you in the right direction. So you don't have to learn by, you know, trial by fire and hurt a lot of expensive parts in the process.
4: You know, and the harkin on that too, and the uh, or the parlay on that as well. is uh... I do profess I am not an electrical engineer, so we do have folks on board with us that we can put anybody in touch with if we need to identify a specific situation and try to dial something in kind of like what Nick is talking about. So if you have a very specific application, then we can certainly dial that in and try to find the right coil setup for you, plug wire setup and spark plug wire setup for you that will ultimately meet your needs. Now for the greater part of the enthusiasts out there, however, especially with the advent of coil-on-plug designs, we can improve those, and for the most part, those would be a plug-and-play type setup. Now, once you start getting into higher boost applications uh, and you're really pushing the limits of what your engine and what your system can manage, then that's when we need to have the phone call and talk individually to see what we can do there. And then, Jeff, you had mentioned about grounding. And back in the old <laughs> days, uh, not today any of us, but you know, grounding was a big issue. and spark plug wires, whenever they degrade, is a ground. As Nick just pointed out, uh, voltage will find the path of least resistance. So if you have materials that are breaking down on you, whether it be in the wire itself, the boot, anywhere along that path, it's going to find its way out. And then that's going to be your grounding situation. And so you're not getting the maximum amount of efficiency and voltage through that wire to where it needs to go, which is in that cylinder. So uh i can't remember if it was Pat at msd years ago he jokingly said if you ever want to find the ground uh, or a, a leak just wet your hand and run it down the wire and you'll quickly identify <laughs> where that leak is coming from <laughs> so if you want to see if a wire is broken down i don't advise you do that <laughs> do you
2: volunteer to do that
4: uh, are no, you sir, volunteering I'm... to do that chris no no I've, I've had my share of that i'm done with that
2: Oh, man. Uh, real quick, uh, we're just past the bottom of the hour and everything. And I just want to encourage our attendees that if we we haven't gotten your question yet, just hang in there. We're not, I'm not overlooking you, but we're getting some good dialogue here. But some of these questions, are like Jim Cohan, he threw one out there a minute ago. Because of what we've been talking about, how often would you change plug wires? And can you tell if a set of ignition wires are working properly? I mean, we kind of, I think, try to touch on that but at the same time, I, 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 I'm not too sure that the magic of wetting your hand and running down the, the plug wire is what we all <laughs> wanna to try to do. Is there is there a more common sense and, and reasonable way we could do it?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Oh. You know and that's always just a funny thing and please anybody do not run your hand down that and try to do it with water that hurts especially with the improvement in the technology and <laughs> the uh, voltage that these coils are delivering now it's not like the uh, small msd blasters of uh, years past those still produce good power but the new newer coils on modern cars hurt really really bad <laughs> if you do get hit by one of them but nonetheless um yeah you can check them so the rule of thumb is like in andy's position once a season as you're refreshing the motor it's always good measure to go ahead and just replace that it is a consumable item it is something that takes a lot of heat and abuse uh, not only through the the rough terrains that some of these vehicles see uh, but also with the conditions so chemical conditions heat extremes and so on so if you are looking to replace them this is one of the most overlooked items along with your spark plugs uh, are the ignition wires themselves and coils so they typically don't get replaced for at least two years or two seasons but the rule of thumb here is to try to replace them once a season when you do your refresh on your motor so if you are a competitive racer like andy you don't want to get to that next race and find out that oh i did have a connector that has separated or has burned because it's connected with the header and then to test them just simply use your volt meter, check the uh, ohm reading in it you know, stick a probe in one end, another in the other end, and ohm it out. If it spikes, you've got a break, you know, or if it's not reading, it's got a break somewhere along the line. And you could also test this from the beginning as well. So once you get a set of our wires, you can test it right out of the box, see exactly that it's making the 500 ohms per foot, and then keep that in mind whenever you check them later, if you see a spike anywhere uh, or an increase in the ohm ratings, they may be degrading, uh, whether it be Because they've been on there for so long, or or whatever the case might be. But certainly, that's a quick and easy way to to test that.
5: And and to, to expand upon that, do not check for continuity, check for resistance. One strand of wire will show continuity, but we're checking for resistance for load. They carry load. They don't, you know, it's not just, you know, it's like take a light bulb, you know, everybody does continuity checks, but if you do voltage drop and you do load tests, one will strand the wire will not light a light bulb but it will have perfect continuity so just an fyi
4: yeah that's a great point have thinking you, it
2: have you got any uh thing in that and that experience out there on, on a competition side that you've run into as far as when you change out or anything like that uh i'm talking to me so i was, I was addressing that one to andy on oh, oh, okay, the competitive side what was that I was asking, you know, what's been your experience through your applications and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. are you you comfortable basically putting new sets of wires on or do you change them out more than that? Because again, watching your application, again, also when I was checking you out and I was watching some of your drifting stuff, I mean, uh, it's pretty dang awesome. And at the same time, you guys are definitely up on the chip
3: yeah um typically we spend a lot of money just replacing random stuff that breaks during the season and tires and fuel and travel and all that stuff so um spark plug wires like chris said is something that does get overlooked a lot and um with the plug wire terminals pulling off so often um, on the ceramic plugins that we've been using i was i'm pretty reluctant in taking them off the car because i don't want to make a new one and i don't want to have the plug-in to come off so um I am a procrastinator in that sense, I'm also the type that, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it attitude. Um, but uh, it would make more sense if we change that every season and um, hopefully, uh, you know, working with Dragonfire, we can keep doing that. Um, and uh, definitely it's a recommended thing to do. I see a lot of people having coil problems on the track. Um, coil issues, swapping out coils. I see a lot of guys trying to solve just random misfire issues by switching coils around and, and stuff like that. Um, so reliability is a big issue that we have on track. And um, it's good to hear that from Chris about the consumable things. Cause you know, that's one of the things that you kind of just you kind of just keep driving until it breaks and then you put that on the schedule essentially, you know? So, okay, well that engine blew up in two years. Let's rebuild the engine after a year and a half next time, you know, type thing so um but that's not the way we should be doing it because that costs us time on track and like i said before when you're traveling very far to get to these races and spending a whole lot of money it's not fun to go out there and fail because the car didn't perform um it's uh we drive because we want to drive we don't we don't get out there because because we want to work on the car you know so um yeah i'm very thankful that uh that dragonfire is doing this and that uh it's just gonna keep me on the track essentially
4: you know, and with that, with the <laughs> racers in mind, we understand that uh, they have a lot of other things on their mind. So things like the ignition system and all that gets mm-hmm. overlooked or just kind of put to the, the background in K- until they really need to do something with it. So we take that in mind and not where we're we trying to come out of the gate swinging with saying that we can increase horsepower by X amount and so on. But moreover, that we can produce a product for racers like Andy who may neglect certain mm-hmm. things to make it very durable and, and longevity wise, uh, make sure that that product going to last for you. So it's not going to degrade prematurely for you. So everything from the Wacker silicone that we're using to the actual Kevlar from DuPont that we use inside of these, we are using very quality products throughout and then just small things. So whenever you're looking at that brass terminal, it's got a spring lock on the end of it. We use that on both ends and we also use the OEM style for the gmls coils so you get that nice satisfying click when you put yeah. these in but also not only do you get that but it, you just know that it's going to be there and it's going to stay there so for those that are running baja and uh, any other short track that's very demanding uh, on the chassis and everything else it's a lot of vibrations because these are solidly mounted motors typically so the motor is seeing a lot of vibrations so you don't The last thing you want to do is have a spark plug wire come flying off. Get burned, so you, now you're losing the power from that cylinder, but also now you've just destroyed that spark plug wire. Uh, so that's why we actually put so much thought into the materials that we're using in our products, but also with our manufacturing capabilities. Uh, we are IATF uh, fourteen six four nine compliant, meaning that our our processes, our safety and uh, resources are there, and that we have a process, and we're also ISO certified. So meaning that we have a third party come in and audit us to make sure that we have that repeat repeatability. So mm-hmm. while we're making these products for our end consumers, they know that year after year from product style to product style, you're gonna have that same consistency throughout the entire Dragonfire product lines. So I think that's, what's vital. And that's a key driver here for the shop owners.
2: You know, we've touched on it several times about the heat. And one of the problems with me mean, Andy's talked about it you talked about it so as Nick's touching on how do you go about testing this and, and determining that you I know you talk about very very highly about the end of the boot 2,000 degrees but what about the rest of the uh, of the plug wire and how do you do that testing you know to find you know, again you got to fail something to know you got what you think you got so how do you go about doing that and who do you work with to get that kind of feedback is it Andy or who else is it because I know you I mentioned work. something about off roading yeah. and uh, I'm sure Andy would be glad to go off roading, but I didn't haven't <laughs> seen him. I didn't see anything showed me doing that, him doing that.
4: I would be very happy to do that. Right. So we work with a, a wide you would. of uh, drivers and uh, uh, people like that. We do our own internals. So again, coming back to like the Wacker silicone that we use, it's the highest grade silicone that you can get for these. Uh, and with that comes with a about a 600 degree temp rating for these and we've we've done that on bench testing but moreover we want to make sure that they actually do exactly what we designed them for and work in the real world so that's why we work with nick at btr he consistently has an engine going day after day after day doing different cam swaps, uh intake uh, checks things like that so he has a dyno with that motor going day in day out day in day out so those are just getting miles and miles and miles on these whereas andy and other competitive racers that we work with of around the country and across uh, the globe these they're putting these to the extreme test to the real world test and that's actually andy's wire where did it go andy's wire hey. i mean he was yeah i mean this one does not have the silicone end on it this is a different version of it mm-hmm. but that's where that derived from and that's part of our capabilities too and what makes dragon fire such a a potent Uh, supplier in the marketplace today is that we have extremely fast turnaround times not only with prototype designs but to be able to also replicate this and make it into a stocking piece and with very small moqs for our our suppliers and our engine builders uh, but also make it uh, cost effective for them as well so you know coming back to uh, you know our street series while we can use pure silver as a conductor if we wanted to the cost for that is just through the roof but we found that happy medium in the middle of it so you know at 43 dollars map pricing for a set of those wires we feel that that's the best balance of performance and pricing mm-hmm. so you don't have to pay through the nose to have a great product for that and then moving on up to say our ultra 40 series or our race series uh one no, 69 dollars map right but moreover it's uh like Smiley's Racing in Texas. They do roundy round racing. We've developed a special set of plug wires for them because of the, the cars that they're running these on. So there's special length for them with special boot ends. And then we've worked with them to formulate the perfect wire for them as well. On one set, they're actually using 10-millimeter wire without a heat-sleeving, whereas left-hander chassis also does roundy round racing, but they use a different motor style and different header setup. So we're able to produce them stocking kits that are plug and play for their racers in their markets. Again, with low MOQs and great pricing for them to make business, but to also fill that need. So now they don't have to do the cut to fit wires if they don't want to, but we do have those available should the consumer want or need a uh, very trick custom setup for their own. But the idea here is to make the business model where you as a shop owner or you as an engine builder whenever you're making these packages you look to replicate that we want to help you replicate that so we're going to work with you to develop those products for you specifically so now you can have those on the shelf and you're no longer bound by what does summit have or what does Jegs have or what does o'reilly's have on the shelf and i'm i can only use those and i have to modify them now you as that business owner or builder can have the product that you need for your particular build. Yeah, it's nice. Well,
2: Chris almond has been giving us several questions. I'm sorry. Oh I want to make sure I get this in real quick. Uh sure. Andy. And that is Chris Almond from you know wanted to know does Dragonfly Performance products have any business alliances with other performance parts companies? You know, so it sounds to me like maybe you do and maybe he's got some interest uh, uh possibly you know maybe being one of your uh suppliers. So how do, how does that work, Chris?
4: Yeah, uh, thank you for that, Jeff. I do appreciate it. And that's really the parallel that I wanted to draw along with our mentality on how we go to the business of developing our products and how that also translates into our business practices as well. We want to have a well-rounded package to deliver to our clients and to our consumers that are using our products. So on the client side of it, with the business to business end of it, we've developed it to where now the margins are greater than what dealers have seen in decades. We've looked at it and done a complete overhaul. We've made it very easy. And while we will sell direct to the public, we have a MAP policy. Our pricing on our website is always at MSRP, which is actually higher than MAP. We have a MAP policy. We strictly adhere to that and have all of our dealers adhere to that. And then we have the discounts that are just unbeatable today, but also the bespoke programs that we have available too, for whether it be private label, Where we could do private branding with just the heat shrink itself, or a complete setup that's completely private labeled, depending on what your needs are. So we deal with companies all across the world in different facets, as to or different levels, if you will, on what we're providing to them. So absolutely, we're open to talking with anybody and bringing them on and working together collectively.
2: All right, Andy, I apologize. I was wanting to make sure I got that. I had been holding Chris's question out more toward the end so that uh, we got as much technical information as we possibly could, but go ahead and tell me what you got going on, brother.
3: No, it's all good. I just want to say about the, the what uh, what Chris was saying, it's nice not to have to make those sacrifices because a lot of times, especially like with the uh, ceramic plugins on the market, them being an 8.5 millimeter wire, you're kind of making a sacrifice there to uh, achieve your goals so that the plug wire just doesn't burn up. So you're losing performance in uh exchanging that for reliability. And it's just nice not to have to do that anymore. We have that in one package. Now we have the performance. We had the reliability with the heat sleeve and the ceramic boot. Um, we had the performance with the with the 10 millimeter wire and the twelve millimeter wire, like Chris was explaining, with with the proper core. Um, so it's just it's really nice just not to have to sacrifice anything. You know, we finally have something that's solid um and and performs well.
2: Thank you. Very well said. I mean, because again we all are racers and we've all experienced the nickel and dime stuff that gets you in trouble more times than not Mm -hmm. and not to say that plug wires are nickel and dime but you know it's one of those elements that you don't really sometimes doesn't come to mind i mean i'm a i'm a mechanic i know all the different parts but i rely on my engine people more times than not to take care of that part of you you take care of the engine and all the accessories that go on it which happens to be the plug wires and distributor and you know coil and I'll take care of the, the springs, the shocks, and, and everything else, the steering components. So uh, it's it's a big partnership that has to be, I think, looked at, again, and the drivers of the one guy that winds up with the brunt of it because he's out there having a ball doing what he wants to do. And all of a sudden, something happens that somebody makes a mistake on. And you know all of a sudden, all of what you've been working toward is now for naught and you don't get a chance to come on with a trophy and that let's just face it that's what everybody's going for is to have a good time go fast and bring home the gold
4: now that's, that's a very important uh, point to make and i think that we're in this industry not because we were told to be here we're all enthusiasts number one and then now as us here on ePAR trade we've developed ourselves into a profession whether it be the business owners the manufacturers the engine builders you you name it and that's that's the important part to understand is so yeah you don't want to be in that car and have something as simple as that you know be the thing that ends your weekend and also you want to win in your business as well so again kind of coming back full circle as to how these two mesh with our mindset we make sure that our dealers are going to succeed and win at the end of the day because they're able to supply these quality products and they're able to make the money that drives that business and keeps them open as well so we've got both ends covered, if you will, no pun intended. <laughs> That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Well, what, what I like is now you, you've explained to everybody and, and Andy has, has overemphasized the fact he doesn't like making smart plug wires. So <laughs> if he can pick up the phone and can call and get what he needs, uh, he's a happy camper. And far as the engine builders and, and people that are trying to put together um, successful combinations, they need to build, Get it out of the package and start plugging it in, and realize that the resistance and everything like that is where it needs to be, so that you're not, you know, automatically when you fire it up, you you got a problem, you know. And I don't, I mean, I've run into that early in my in the days when we were making our own plug wires and everything. We didn't spend enough time or the right way of putting a plug wire together, and you think you got a miss inside the engine, and it's nothing more than a stupid plug wire. And don't take it out don't take that personal guys but you know you go down that road and, and you didn't do your due diligence and do it right and right now i think you know guys everybody's listening here dragonfly fire. <laughs> that's
4: okay man, jeff it's still i keep man. wanting to
2: say dragonfly fi- fly you know what i'm saying yeah because dragonfire yep. is what we're doing if you don't have quality product something to finish it off you can have the best money in the engine you have the best car in the world you have the greatest driver ever behind the wheel and all of a sudden now you got a problem because the dang thing don't run like you want it to
4: right and you know this is for another day and another conversation but the coil on plugs the increasing use of those through oems that is the Mm -hmm. new spark plug wire dilemma that people are running into as you increase the power and you're trying to squeeze more and more out of these engines that is the new era as to what we're moving into. And that's something that Dragonfire is already on the forefront of. So we already have performance coils in almost 100 different styles that are available. We're adding more and more every day. And a lot of that is driven through the feedback from people like Andy and Nick telling us what's in demand, what are they running into, and how can we help them fix this problem? So whenever we see these, we immediately tackle it. And again, with our speed of manufacturing and production and our backing with OEM, we have tremendous capabilities to be able to provide that new era of, of ignition technology. But we'll save that for another conversation because we're clearly running out of time today.
2: Well, yeah, we've had a great, great session here. And again, everybody's been watching. Uh, thank you to uh, all our technology that we've been shared with from the folks from Dragonfly and Andy and Nick and everybody. Uh, you saw on the green screen behind you, you can go to www.dragonfireperformance.com if you want more information. They're willing to talk to you. Do that. I want to thank ARP once again for being a good uh, supporter as well as sponsor here for our webinars Webinars on EPARTRAIT. And guess what? I'm going to turn this over to Francis. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure being with you and good luck in the future. And Andy, bring home the gold, brother. Go get there and get you some.
3: Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you very much. Great Did webinar, you. guys. Uh, we pushed uh, Dragonfire's products back on the homepage of ePortrait, so take advantage of it. This webinar has been recorded. It will be posted on the ePortrait platform and on your YouTube channel later on today. We will be back next Wednesday uh, with Jeff's uh, uh, partner Brad Gilly. and we are going to be talking horsepower with Total Seal, Piston Rings, and Rotler. Uh, we're going to go a uh, uh, deep technical on you know the uh, equation between uh, the relationship between those two companies. And uh, so, thank you very much, uh, and we'll see you guys uh, next week. Bye. Excellent.
6: Thank, thank you. you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Registering on ePARTrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use eParTrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now, and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry-only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.